everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Villages Entertainment Podcast. I'm Jill Winters, the executive producer for Villages News Network, and once again, we're joined by Sierra Baggins, the booking manager at the Sharon in the Studio Theater. How has it been going for you since we last talked? I think it's been going great. We've got some exciting shows coming up this year. I'm thinking ahead to next year. I think there's going to be some fabulous theater up on the stage. Well, I know you guys are always busy, so why don't we just go ahead and jump right in? You want to start at the Sharon, since that's where we're coming to you guys all from right now? I would love to, especially because March is going to be just such a fun month at the Sharon. I don't know how it all happened, but all of our really fun shows seem to be coming up in the next couple months. We're starting off with Motown with a twist on March 6th, which is going to be a big, sparkling, just electrifying show with dancers from So You Think You Can Dance, vocalists from American Idol, and The Voice, dancers from America's Got Talent, singers from America's Got Talent, all kind of thrown on stage together doing Motown. Wow. We had this group here last year for Tango with a Twist. Mm And that was a lot of fun. The audience seemed to love it. So I, I'm thrilled to see what they're going to do with Motown. Wow. That one sounds really good because like you just talked about, so many different these popular uh, reality type shows that are going on right now. Huge audience approval ratings from the dancing to the music and stuff like that. So that one sounds really exciting that such a big collaboration with this one for sure. Oh, yeah. And there are going to be names that people know that they've seen on TV if they watch these kind of shows. So everyone will have a favorite they can be rooting for. I think it's going to be just so much fun. That's going to be a good one for residents to be able to connect to I think so all right next up we have Lucy Loves Desi a funny thing happened on the way to the sitcom which is a collaboration with LA Theatre Works they're a very loved theater out in LA and they've put this show on the road because it was just so popular in LA they couldn't put it on long enough to meet the demands they're taking it around the country it's joining us on March 10th And it's going to be the very true and very, very funny story of Lucy and how she made it on to I Love Lucy, thanks in part to her loving husband, Desi. Oh, that one sounds really good. And obviously, this generation we have here in the villages, you know that they all watched I Love Lucy. I mean, who hasn't watched I Love Lucy? It's just an iconic show. It really is. My favorite episode was when she was in the factory and the chocolates that were running on the conveyor belt. (laughs) And they were trying to keep up with that. And you just saw her grabbing the chocolates and putting them down her shirt and eating a bunch of them. And I mean, so that sounds like that's going to be a very funny one that's going to draw a lot of laughs, but also maybe have a little bit of love in there, too. So I like that. And it also really is the true story so you know recreated with actors but everything you're going to see on stage is what happened to the best of our ability to recreate it very good all right and then the very next day oh we have a very very different kind of show Malevo which you might have heard of. They made the run of those very popular TV shows, but they are an all-male dance group that specializes in malambo, which is an Argentinian folk dance. They are very, very flexible. Um, They are gonna be dancing and playing drums. It's a kind of modern avant-garde twist on the traditional gaucho art form. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be It's going to be slashy. It's going to be really, really fun to watch, but it's also going to be a really interesting look at a very specific piece of culture. I love that one. I actually uh, was on a cruise a couple months ago, and they were one of the performers. And I had never honestly heard of them before that. 
and I was very impressed, like you said, very flexible. Yes. Um, and there was a female that was part of the but she was in, right up in the front. So I don't know, hopefully that's gonna be the same here. But it was really cool to watch her integrate it with the rest of the male you know, cast there. And But man, they put on quite the performance. It was a really cool show. So I would definitely say, definitely check that one out. That's gonna be a good one. Hey, I'm so glad you got to see them. Yeah, that is cool. Amazing, amazing stuff. And then our next show is again, an entirely different category. We have the world famous magician, Mike Super up on stage. You might have seen him winning Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Mm -hmm. You might have seen him on America's Got Talent. You might have seen him be the first winner on Phenomenon, the magic show that was on NBC for a little while. Mm -hmm. He is the only person to have won a live filmed magic show on TV. Okay. And this is his third time visiting us, I believe, and every time just more and more people want to come see him, see the incredible kinds of magic he does. It is always really fun. It's also a great one to bring families to. It, it's fun, it's happy, it's mystifying, but it's also very appropriate for kids. Mystifying, I like that, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> then, flipping the script again, we have Jazz coming in after the magic show. I told you, we got variety Lots this month. Lots of variety, for sure. Oh so on March 15th, we have Jazz at Lincoln Center presents Songs We Love which is a collection of a lot of just the most beloved jazz songs. This is Jazz at Lincoln Center's offshoot program trying to promote up-and-coming young musicians that have shown huge promise in jazz and give them the opportunity to play in front of audiences, to get feedback, to get them in front of jazz lovers around the world and really get to hone their skills. So we are just so grateful that so many people from the villages have signed up to come and be in the audience, participate in this study, to be part of Jazz at Lincoln Center, trying to keep the legacy of jazz alive. Oh, I love that one. That partners very well here in this community. Like you just said, we've got multiple jazz lovers clubs in the community that obviously just appreciate the art of jazz. And it's great to see that they'll, or hear that they're going to be involved in that one and maybe creating these next generation of musicians in, in jazz that kind of keeps it going. So I love that one. Yeah, that's the hope. Good. Then on March 18th and 19th, we have our second Broadway show of the year, Ooh. On Your Feet. Oh, yes. Which is the true story of Gloria and Emilio Esteban. They'll be saying, get on your feet. Yeah. That's all I'm going to sing of it. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to be so fun. This is maybe one of the bigger Broadway shows, just in terms of set and cast and production that's going to be on the Sharon stage. It is really a spectacle. It's also a brand new show. Okay. This this version that we're getting of it is so new. They were still kind of working out exactly what it's going to look like when we signed up because I just thought it's going to be such a good fit for our community. It's such an inspiring story. The music is so catchy, so fun, and so familiar but also new, the way that they have worked it into this brand new storyline. Well, and you know those residents are going to be getting up on their feet as well, <laughs> I'm sure, as they're enjoying this performance. So that's really, really going to be a fun one. Oh, I sure hope so. All right, then next up we have the Villages Philharmonic Orchestra, our beloved local Philharmonic Orchestra. On March 21st, they'll be playing selections from Beethoven, and they will have concert pianist Antonio Pompa Baldi joining them that day. We're all very excited. 
Then on March 24th, we have the Royal National Ballet from Georgia. And I want to be very specific here. I do not mean our state very close Georgia. I mean the country Georgia. Okay. So they're going to be performing really traditional Georgian dance. Mm. It is it is a ballet, but it is not a ballet like the Nutcracker. It's not going to be that kind of very formed ballet that we think of. It is really true to life cultural dances coming to us from the country of Georgia. And they are going to be broken up into a bunch of different segments because they have a lot of different aspects of culture that are expressed through dance. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see every piece it comes from a different area of the nation and every piece will have its own costumes, it will have its own music. You're going to see the difference played out for you between what life is like in the valleys and the lowlands and different areas of the nation of Georgia. Wow, very cultural. That one sounds really good as well. And that is the second to last show this year in our interna international series. Right. So if you are an international subscriber, remember to bring your passport for that free drink. Oh, definitely got to have the drink. <laughs> be interested in seeing what the drink's going to be there for this yeah. country of Georgia. We'll our see. bar always comes up with something amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, then on March 27th, we have Forever Young, which is just a fun show. It is a group of young friends discovering some really classical music. So they are going to be talented, talented singers singing Billy Joel and the Beatles and Rolling Stones and just having a great time. I think they sing some Queen and Johnny Cash, you know, all the songs that we know, we love. They're, Nothing there is going to be brand new or surprising. It's all going to be really just fun. Take you back to the good generations of music. I love yeah. that. And then uh, last thing on the Sharon stage in March, squeaking in on March 31st, is a man who needs no introduction really. Paul Anka is back with us again singing his songs, My Way. He's going to sing Put Your Head on your, My Shoulder. I'm going to cry. It's going to be great. <laughs> you're going to cry. So you're a big Paul Anka fan. Oh, I fan, love huh? that song. It's uh, so beautiful. Like, yeah. Oh, very good. Well, I love that. Well, like you said, tons of variety, as you just mentioned, for the Sharon. Something clearly for anybody of any interest level, they can find something. So go to thesharon.com um, and also just keep listening to this podcast over and over again and hear all these great details Sierra's given you about all these different shows. All right, we're, we're right here in the Sharon right now. So just a few feet away is the Spanish Springs Town Square. So why don't you tell us what's happening at the town squares here in the villages for March? I would love to. As you know, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is just around the corner and there are two different St. Patrick's Patrick's Day festivals. The first one is going to be at Lake Sumter Landing on March 11th. And then the second one will be right here at Spanish Springs on St. Patrick's Day on March 17th. We're gonna have green beer, we're gonna have delicious food, there'll be Irish music and festivities and just fun for everyone. Of course. And then Speaking of Irish festivities over at the Savannah Center, make sure to get your tickets right now for Ireland with Michael on March 8th. Tickets are going really, really fast, but they're doing two performances at four and seven o'clock. And they're going to sweep the audience away to Ireland with its culture, its land, its pubs and music and just the soul of Ireland. All right, make sure to wear green because I'm sure that's oh, going to yeah. be a theme as well. <laughs> <laughs> then other things we have coming up at the Savannah Center, which is always a great source of entertainment. The uh, resident group is going to be putting on Spam a Lot on March yes. 15th, 16th, and 17th. It is, of course, the classic story of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It is a bucket of laughs. 
Then on March 20th, the Village's hometown band is playing Rhythm of the Winds. Come out to listen to classic from Edvard Grieg and some of the jazz energy of Dave Brubeck. Then lastly at the Sharon, the Elephant in the Room 2 is this year's annual MS benefit on March 21st. Mary Jo Fidel will share the stage with friends Lee Mueller and Donna Jay. And for the first time, Kathleen Kane will be joining us on stage. And this is really just such an amazing way to give back to the community to help support this truly amazing cause. If you don't know anything about the Elephant in the Room 2, I highly recommend looking it up. It is a beautiful organization supporting a truly wonderful cause. Yeah, Mary Jo Vitale, I mean, a lot of us in this community, we've followed her, we've known her, um, her herself, she got, I know she got into these performances um, early on and then she found out she has MS herself. So I know it's a cause that's really true and dear to her heart as well. And this community always loves supporting great causes. So definitely check that one out. The elephant in the room too there at Savannah Center. Over at Studio Theater, Tierra Del Sol, they are wrapping up a very successful Lacage of Fall. And right now we're joined by Josh Gallagher, the scenic and props designer for the Studio Theater to tell us more about the incredible set. Well, how are you doing, Josh? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Of course. And how long have you been working here in the Villages? Uh, a little over a year. A little over a year. All right. So you've, you ha have some time under your belt. How's it been going so far with the productions there at the studio? It has been excellent. Uh, I really love our team over at the Studio Theater. It is a great bunch of creative individuals uh, looking to tell wonderful, impactful stories, and I love collaborating with each and every one of these folks. We're almost finishing up Lacage. That has been very popular, sold out completely. Um, the set design on that one, as we've heard from residents that have attended performances, is just absolutely amazing. So Thank why you. don't you, yeah, congratulations <laughs> to you and everybody else involved. So I'd love to hear from you just kind of how did you guys develop this the stage for this one? Sure thing. Uh, Lakaja Fall is a pretty, uh, what we might consider a traditional style musical. Uh, it's big and flashy uh, traditionally and has, it's known for having like some really big sets and a lot of different scene locations. Uh, our space, the studio theater, is an intimate black box space, uh, which means that we have the ability to move our seating around however we please for the different productions, uh, but it also means that we don't have designated wing space. So it became, how are we going to be able to create all of these locations that we have to go throughout the course of this show? Uh, so we came to the idea of having a turntable pretty early on. So a rotating platform uh, that we bisected down the center with a wall so we could have one scene play downstage. Uh, and while that's happening upstage and the backstage side, we are rearranging and adding new furniture and props to create the new location. That turntable turns around. That lets us, the audience know we're going to a new place. The lights change. They see a new set of props. We're automatically transported to that new location. Uh, so that's where it was from the practical side of things. Uh, and then we had to, you know, give it a little bit of aesthetics, a little bit of something to, uh, for what we're looking at. Uh, one of the things that we realized we were going to have the opportunity to do with this production, because we have such an intimate space, is A, really focus in on the story. That this is a story about family and uh, really bringing out that family and those characters and those interactions by having that intimate experience. Uh, but also, this is an opportunity to invite our audience into the club of La Caja Falls, which is this place that celebrates self-expression self and being what you are. 
Uh, so the space is really our interpretation of the club Le Cage Fall. So it is a little bit uh, French cabaret. It's a little bit uh, tropical nightclub since it, it does take place in Saint-Tropez, so south of France. So we took some inspiration from the Copacabana and Coconut Grove. It has a bit of Studio 54 to it, uh, but is firmly rooted in Saint-Tropez as well, since that's where all the locations are. So that is that the walls are all this uh, reminiscent of this pink stucco uh, that is very iconic to that area. The architectural elements are all very Saint-Tropez inspired. So it's a blend of all that things uh, that work to help tell our story. So I think what's fascinating is when you're going through the entire process, right? You guys all start with a vision of what you want it to look like. Um, for you then finally seeing that finished product, did it live up to your expectations? I believe it did. Uh, I, I am very, very pleased with this. La Caja Falls is one of my absolute favorite musicals. I've been looking forward to the opportunity to design it for years. Uh, so that this came along uh, and to be able to tell it in this way uh, is so intimate and special. And uh, there are really some magical moments on that stage. Some magical moments where that turntable turns around and reveals that next location that are really, really special. So how much, roughly, can you even estimate how much time, how many people did it take to pull off the incredible set that you guys have? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so if we really want to back it all the way up, we started conversations about the design for Lacage back probably last April. So almost a year ago, uh, we started talking about what this set could be. Uh, over the course of the su summer, it was conversations uh, between the design teams and the director trying to figure out what this thing's going to look like. Uh, eventually had uh, drawings late summer, early fall of my drawings of this is what I would like the set to look like. That gets turned over to our technical director who then figures out how to take all my crazy ideas and actually make them a reality. Uh, so he creates the actual build drawing for our carpenters. Uh, we then have himself, the technical director, and three carpenters on staff that then build the set. Uh, they built it over the course of about a month. Uh, in our shop, uh, and then that would come over to me to paint it. Mm -hmm. uh, we then had about a month where we loaded in the set, actually put it into the space, so we had a week that we loaded it in, and then the actors were on the set stage a week later, uh, already acting on it. So yeah, and then it was like a month of rehearsals until we opened. Wow. So when the plays are actually going on, what is your role at that point in time? Sure. Uh, so once we get uh, past tech and once we go into production, I'm immediately working on the next show. Um, so uh, we have These Shining Lives, which is going to be our next production coming up here. Uh, so just about as soon as Lacage opened, I started ordering props for that. So yeah, that show is coming right up. So it's almost like you don't have much time to breathe. You're already moving right into yeah, that very next right one. Yeah, you right onto the next one, and then uh, you try to find the time in between. Uh, we have already started our conversations for the shows that we are going to be doing next season. Uh, so that stuff is already in the works as well. Wow. 
So how exciting is this job for you? Like you talked about Lacage, that's something you've always kind of want to be a part of creating that set. So to have that opportunity to do it here and then obviously just see the amazing productions that Studio Theater continues to put on, how special is that for you? Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, again, as I said, uh, from an early age, I have just wanted to tell stories and I have found that this is my medium to do that, to uh, help support the story of these characters uh, through my art and in collaboration with other incredible artists. And this is just an absolutely incredible team here. And I love being able to work with them. Love that. And I read in the Daily Sun the other day, I was just talking about that before we went on uh, to record this podcast, a resident who had seen Lacage and just was floored by the set design. And obviously it's stuff that it sounds like it's something that you guys hear quite often. How does that make you feel when you do hear the feedback from the residents, how impressed they are with what you guys are putting on there as well. I'm, I'm incredibly proud. Uh, I am, and not just uh, of myself, but of our team. Uh, I will have, the carpenters will come up to me uh, once the set is loaded and it's like, oh, this looks really great. I was like, I just drew some pictures a couple months ago. You guys made this happen. Uh, it, it's really, really a team effort. And I'm so proud of everyone on the team for making it happen. Love it. Anything else you want to add before we let you get back to work? Uh, just thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute pleasure. I love uh, being able to talk about this stuff. It's great. Good. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. All right, Sierra, we are back to obviously talking about Studio Theater Tierra Del Sol. What do you guys have there for the next show in your season? Well, as Josh alluded to, opening up with previews on March 28th and then officially opening March 31st is the show that I really honestly have been waiting for all year. It is called These Shining Lives. I personally had the exciting opportunity to read the script way before it made it up on stage and I just fell in love with it. It is the very true kind of historical fiction story of the radium girls. So women who worked for the radium dial company in Ottawa, Illinois, who were hired to paint the glow and the dark faces on watches before we knew that radium was very, very, very bad for you. So these women were painting tiny, tiny details with pure radium and they were getting it on their skin, they were getting in their mouths, in their eyes, and they started to become radioactive. That, that really is the true story. It is a story that I've heard from many villagers that they remember, they experience, that these women were their mothers or their aunts or just friends of the family who had to deal with this as women were really just starting to come into the workforce, as women were just starting to get the kind of rights that we expect now in the workforce. This play focuses on four friends that join this group of women painting these watch faces and they, they bond over time, they become family, and it is the story of them realizing that they should be allowed to have space in this workforce and they should have the right to work safely and not put their lives on the line while they're just trying to support their families. It is beautiful, it's uplifting. I know that that description I gave sounds a little bit sad, but it really is just beautiful, moving, and at the end, very uplifting. It, it really does leave you with an, okay, things are gonna be better, because you can look around now and know that because of the work that these women put in, I have my job today. I have the luxury to sit here talking to you in these beautiful, safe microphones. We have 
so many rights today as women in the workforce and really just as people working in the modern world to know what we are working with because of the sacrifice of women just like these working for the Radium Dial Company. Wow. So the date's on that one again? It opens officially March 31st and then it runs through all of April. So it'll run uh, Wednesday through Saturday every week in April and I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's going to be just beautiful. Wow, that sounds again very powerful storyline. I had not heard that story before so now I'm very intrigued to check that out. Um, thank you so much for sharing that one because that sounds incredible and I think like you said I mean obviously now I'm touched by it that that's why I'm here too and be able to have this job and talk to you as well because there's so many women you know, well before us that, you know, did sacrifices and fought for our rights so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have today. So we are ending on a very powerful note, it sounds like. If people that want to get tickets to any of these shows, where's the best place to go? You can go to thevillagesentertainment.com or a little shorter URL, thesharon.com for anything at the Sharon website. And of course, any tickets are available through the Villages box office uh, in person here at Spanish Springs, in Brownwood, in Lake Sumter, and over the phone. And we'll see you to catch up on what's going to be happening next month for the month of April. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. Yes.